We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome <clears throat> to the MHB Post Game Show. I'm your host, Carlo Navas. And with me today, we have nobody. It's uh, Listen, it's a holiday. People are off. Uh, we were supposed to do hangover time today, but hangover time got moved because I've had to attend to a work matter. So I, we tweeted out the schedule at MIHeatBeat on Twitter. If you don't follow us, check out over there for all our schedules. Uh, hangover time will be on Wednesday against the New Orleans Pelicans. So that'll probably be a more fun game as well. You know, we, we'll, it'll be a, a more uh, a, a more normal start time than I think everyone is, uh, I think everyone's more used to. And uh, listen, you know, you get Alpha instead of me. And I think that's, I think that's the real win today, right? You know, you, you, you know, you don't get uh, me hosing hand over time. We keep it, uh, we keep it off. But Miami Heat lose today, uh, 113 to 121 to the Hawks. It was, uh, it was, <clears throat> I thought it was one of the more interesting games of the season. Incredibly frustrating if you're a Heat fan. I think, you know, this is a game that you want to have New York and Indiana lost today. You know, you could have moved up to six in the standings and, and you don't have a game against New York yet. Like you haven't played them. So you could really create some separation, you know, once you start getting to play them. Obviously, Indiana, you know, you have the tiebreaker over. So just, just a, just a bad day. They come out looking flat. They look slow. They look, honestly, you know, a lot has been made about Spo and kind of the Spotations and everything today. Uh, I thought they were a little unprepared in the first half for, for what Atlanta had. I thought they came into the game with the mentality of they were going to be able to do kind of what they did last year, which in their credit, they did toward the end. But I, I thought early on, Atlanta kind of came with some new stuff and they just were not ready. I thought one of the things that the Hawks did was they were getting into sets very, very quickly. And Atlanta plays at the second slowest pace in the league. And t- t- teams that tend to have like high volume pick and roll guys always are like that, right? It's like the, it's like Luca Mavs are the slowest team, and then the Trey Young Hawks are right behind. It's always kind of teams like that. And you know, if you're my if, if you're Miami, that plays into your hands. You can you can kind of switch and muck things up. You play to your pace. Atlanta in the first half was getting into sets very very quickly. They were pushing pace a lot. What happens is, is that Miami can't get back to their matchups when Atlanta's pushing in transition. So you end up with Caleb on the wrong guy, with Bam on the wrong guy. And all of a sudden, your switching doesn't work as well if the guys who are supposed to be where they are 
are now not in the actions that you need them to be. So they went to the zone a ton, which I thought Atlanta did a really good job of kind of picking apart with their ball movement. Just Trey in general kind of pull-up shooting kind of neuters that a bit as well. So they in general, you know, very equipped to stop the zone, and they kind of forced Miami into that with kind of their pace. Second half, come, Miami doesn't hit a single thing in the first half, by the way. The offense was just non-existent. Um, you know, you, you really didn't get much out of, you know, you got nothing out of Tyler in the first half, like absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, Jimmy was really the only guy on offense that you could have relied on in the first half. Bam was okay. Didn't really have much. Gabe was fine in the first half. Didn't give you, didn't really give you anything. Same with Caleb, right? And if those guys aren't give you max, I think, I don't think that, I think they hit one, three, the whole first half, you know, max didn't really give you much either old Depot not, not either in that first half. So, you know, all that being said, they go into halftime and it's, Probably I the most impressive third quarter I think they've had all year. Um, and, and let hey, for all the shit we give Spo for the other stuff that we're going to get into, they changed the game plan. They're like, okay, they're going to be fast. We're going to keep up. We're going to mix in drops. We are going to trap. We're going to trap early, and we're going to trap late, and we're going we're gonna to hedge. We're going to do all sorts of different things, and, of course, we're going to switch. And they threw all those different looks in the second half, and they were playing very, very, very high up on the ball. It's not something that they normally do. I think they're, the guards typically do, not the wings, right? Like Miami, I think, and Alf's right. Alf said it took too long, G, and, and that's, listen, that's part of the kind of like the, the bad thing about Spo sometimes in the regular season. He takes too long. Like he took way too long to go to Orlando Robinson over Deadman. He took too long to even play Hassan that, that one year that he was playing really well. He always, he's a bit stubborn. He takes a bit of time to kind of get into things. I think in the playoffs, he's a bit quicker on the uptake, but Miami made the, those adjustments and they were out flying in transition. And that's kind of been when they've been at their best. And they put a, they put a stretch together where, where they look like a team that you could say, man, if that's who they are, that's a good fucking basketball team. Look at what they do on defense. This is what the idealized version of who they are is. And that was an Atlanta team that has played really well recently. They have a lot of good, they have some good wins. They're healthy. You know, a lot of these teams that they've played recently are missing guys, are, are unhealthy on the second nights of back-to-backs. You know, this is probably one of their bigger tests in the last couple weeks. So, you know, other than Brooklyn, uh, which I thought they played that game well up until the end. So, you know, they lose. Um, but I thought that they put some some stretches together where they looked impressive and and they made that a game and you know i thought in the fourth quarter you know as everybody did it was just like no bam and jimmy together for so long you know the fact that bam went out with seven minutes left he had, he hadn't even broke he hadn't even broken 35 minutes yet at that time and it's like bro if bam has to play 40 like bam's a young man you know what i mean like he's sitting at like 30 something like low 30s you got you got to get him in, and they waited a little too long to get Jimmy in the game, who also wasn't sitting on like a really huge minute total as well. I think Bam had a couple of foul trouble in the first half too, so kind of sat early. So you had that wiggle room to play with, and they just and I, as much as I like Orlando Robinson, and I've been a big Orlando guy. Credit to Frankie G, uh, host of pregaming that we have here at Heatbeat. You know he he's been saying he's like I like Orlando. But there's going to come a time where he's not going to be very playable. And it's not his fault. He's a little too young. He's a little too inexperienced. He's better than Deadman, but he still has his problems. And I thought tonight was kind of a night where you see that you're like, oh, yeah, he, he's a little young. 
they kind of went at him in, in kind of ways, and and you just you couldn't afford Bam to sit, and that's kind of where we are. And Crab's like, are we really back to Spotation stock? I'm not. I don't want to do that. I'm just kind of talking about. It was strange. It was it was a bit strange. I did give Spo credit for the adjustments at halftime because I thought that flipped the game, kind of the, the different looks defensively they did. And they forced Trey Young into, what was it, 10 turnovers, 10 or 11 turnovers? They have that man in hell. That man's figured out. That man had 10 turnovers tonight. He had 24 on good shooting. So credit to him. You know, the, the, the 11 free throws is something that if you're the Heat, you got you to gotta be careful on that. That foul by Caleb, that reach in, you know, when they got it to four, that was a really, really bad reach in. Um, they man, I'm not as ma- I, I'm more mad that about the ways it not the first half. I'm mad that they lost on an inbound that when they had a timeout, you know. And I'm not gonna sit here and shit on Depot. He's not the guy that usually inbounds for them in those pressure situations. That's usually Kyle. And when Kyle's not there, you know, Depot's now in that in that position. And, you know, Atlanta, I thought, defended that pretty well. Nobody really got open, had the timeout. I don't know how communicated that was, but it's just it's not a position that he's used to being in for this team. And he probably hasn't been that guy for a team in a while. And even when he was like the star in Indiana, I don't think that that's something that he did a lot. You know, you usually want your best player on the ball. So it's it's unfortunate. It's just another way that injuries show themselves, you know, even while they're playing well without without Kyle because Vic has played so well, you know, it kind of shows up in areas like that where, you know, the wrong guys are doing the things that they're not used to. So it, it's just unfortunate and frustrating. couple like weird fouls at the end there that that double team in the fourth quarter, you know, when I'm I'm. I liked when they were throwing the doubles in that third quarter because it came as a surprise. Atlanta now knew that was coming. And when you get Trey Young on the wing, he's kind of he's he's walking the ball up slow. He's using clock. So he knows that double's coming. And that gets a little predictable. And I, I thought they kind of played into it a little bit because eventually he got the ball back with Bam kind of on his side. And he that was just a one step to beat him. You know, the Babs obviously out there, then the backline Capella, Tyler's on him. That's an easy lob. So you kind of shoot yourself in the foot there. You want to double late, not early in those situations. I know that you're scared because the last possession he beat Caleb on the dribble. He kind of had the reach in. You got you got to trust your guys to be able to stay in front of him. And if you can't, then you can't. You know what I mean? You send help and you make a guy hit a you guys make a guy hit a, a three or something, but you know, to, to give up a lob at the rim like that off, I think, an ill-time double. You know, again, for as good as Spo was for the second half adjustments, you know, I, I think that I thought they looked a little unprepared to start. And I thought some of the, the rotational decisions on a night where guys didn't have too many minutes, you know, wasn't good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Victando in chat says Kyle always takes a timeout better than a five seconds. Absolutely, and, and he's more used to that because even in Toronto, he always inbounded the ball, right? Because he was it was always to get it to Demar or Kawhi, you know. So he's a you know, I mean, great players don't tend to be inbounders, right? Like Shane Battier inbounded for the big three Heat. You know, it's, 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 Gordon didn't even inbound, you know what I mean? As good as it was like justice, right? It's guys that, you know, usually spell like size, uh, or kind of like that veteran kind of savvy that, that Kyle has. So not to shit on Depot, just frustrating. New York lost in Toronto in overtime today, you know, against a team, by the way, in Toronto, that is not look very good and is below 500. The Knicks lost at home, right? So, so the Knicks lose to a sub 500 team at home, Indiana Lost to a, a Giannis-less Bucks. The, the Giannis-less Bucks, the Giannis and Middleton-less Bucks at Miami beat up at home. So Indiana loses that game. That's a, that's one that, that was in Milwaukee. So the two teams, kind of uh, the team in front of you and behind you, you know, both lost. You could have really created some separation. It's just frustrating, man. And, and I have no doubt that they'll come back on, on Wednesday and they'll play well, and they might even win against a, a good Pelicans team that's kind of struggling right now. They're they're five and five in their last ten. You know, not not as good as they were to start the season, but still number three in the West. Um, but you know, listen, the Hawks are better than they were last year in some ways. You know, you, you get Dejounte, and he kind of figured some stuff out. Um, they hit everything, and I mean everything. And you were just a little flat-footed, right? You were just a little flat-footed to start, and. Tyler was just so I mean Tyler had what did he have two field goals there was that three that really big three uh which I was scared of him taking and then that little floater kind of deep in the paint and he also he also forced a technical on uh on Trey Young so I guess we can count that point for him so we'll make it uh we'll make it six points for for Tyler Hero but I I think that's just the story of the match and if I'm a Heat fan I don't come away from this game thinking, yeah, we can't beat that team like a lot. Like I, I think you saw, you know, other than that that first half where they were just hitting everything, that second half, especially that third quarter, looked more like how they did in the playoffs when they played each other. And I think Miami knows that they can get Atlanta into playing that isolation heavy game. And, you know, again, if not for that bad half and not for a couple things, you know, you kind of take that. They're going to watch the film. They're going to know. I think it does kind of bring up and and maybe you know I'm not trying to like sunshine pump or be overly positive but you know maybe maybe this opens their eyes a little bit to you know maybe maybe we maybe we need a, a bit more from our backup center position maybe as much as Orlando is an improvement over Deadman maybe we need to look like maybe for another upgrade maybe their eyes are open in the trade market the buyout market all that stuff so I thought today was the game that it really reared its head and it was incredibly obvious uh, chat's asking if I'm alone. I'm alone, baby. The MLK day. People have the day off. We're gonna do hangover time. We decided against it last minute, uh, and I'm I'm here. Uh, what Fig says, if only we didn't get into a deep hole by halftime. 
And that's the shit, man. Like, they're not what they were last year, which was, you know, a really elite team who was the one seed. You know, they're they're trying to get from four to six. That's like the target range that they're going for this year. And four is getting pretty out of their grasps, like, quicker and quicker. So, I mean, Philly's there. Philly's about four games, four games up. That's a lot of ground to cover. They haven't played Philly at all this season. So you can make some of those games up. You have Cleveland ahead of them as well. You don't have to leapfrog the Knicks and the Cavs. Cavs have right now a 1-0 advantage over them right now. Um, I think Cleveland won today, I believe. So, so yeah, so they're going to be another game up because Miami, my, they're three games back. Now it'll be four uh, because of the Miami loss today and Cleveland did win against New Orleans. So frustrating you needed this one you're better than that team i think the record says you're better than that team i think we all know that they're better than that team i think they know they're better than that team and listen as alf said in our group chat today you gave trey young and dejounte murray happiness today that's inexcusable you gave those you made those you gave those dudes hope and as as far as we're concerned that ain't it that ain't it so we see what they can do and we see their potential um, you know, unfortunate that, you know, Gabe kind of had a bad game tonight. I think you needed you needed a little bit in the first half from him. They managed in the second half. Defensively in the second half, he was very good. But kind of tonight, tonight, you need a little bit more from him. Um, you know, Max's minutes have continued to climb. And, you know, Tiff, Tiff brought – I hung out with Tiff over the weekend. He MHB had a little, uh, little reunion. Tiff brought this up that, that the Max minutes are really climbing. He only had 27 tonight, but he had played like 40 minutes in like a couple, like quite a few games in a row. So kind of something to look out for, but he's really their only like real shooter, right? Cause Kyler's Tyler's been such an on ball player nowadays, but in terms of like legit spacers, you know, Max has really like been the only guy lately. Cause Caleb's been out. Who's kind of Caleb's had a good shooting season, but it's just tough, man. It's tough. It's, it's, it's tough when they're hurt. It's tough when, you know, as much as you guys love to shit on Kyle Lowry, you know, he's a guy that helps you today. Help you know, Atlanta controlled the pace in that first half. And I think something that Kyle does bring you, you know, you can criticize him all you want, but I do think that he controls the pace of the game pretty well um, in the way that they want to play, right? And I think that he's kind of always shown that he can do that. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot, which is a huge part of, of, of this. His turnovers are, are always low. And his assisted turnover ratio is very low this season. And, you know, you don't want to get kind of Atlanta out and running, stuff like that. And I think you kind of want a, a little bit more out of your pick and roll game than than kind of what they got in the first half. But, you know, hopefully he can get back. Uh, hopefully Gabe can get, bounce back because um, we know that he's capable of more. And, and I, I like the aggression from him and, and especially kind of all they give. Depot, another guy, not the best scoring night for him. Really active in a lot of ways, 7, 6, and 10. For him uh, tonight, the, the 10 assists is big time. I don't think he had a single turnover. No turnovers for Vic. 10 assists, no turnovers, 6 rebounds, 7 points. Uh, shot 3 for 8, 0 4 from 3. He's going to be a shaky shooter. I think depending on his 3-point shooting is a little foolish, and I think we all know that, which is why kind of they need they need more production out of guys like, you know, Gabe, like how they've given them kind of that shooting lift lately. Max, kind of need a couple, little more shooting out of him. Caleb, now that he's back in the lineup, hopefully he can provide you some more shooting. And then you kind of hope that guys like Kyle uh, can kind of come back. Kyle's at like 35% or something on the year. Kind of hope that goes up a little bit and to kind of surround these guys with enough shooting to keep them going. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Um, You know, in the half court tonight, I'm, I'm kind of pulling up some stats. Miami, you know, 98 offensive rating in the half court. Atlanta, 115. That's just that's not going to do it. Miami is offensive rebounding a lot better as of late, uh, which probably kept them in the you know especially in that third quarter a lot of you know kind of been able to convert those those kind of uh, missed shots or, or maybe they missed a ton of layups tonight. Which is again another thing I'm kind of watching their numbers at the rim uh, in terms of finishing a little suspect. Even Bam, you know, outside of dunks, you know, it, it can look some it can look kind of wonky. Uh, Miami actually great in transition tonight. Um, you know, 163 offensive rating in transition, uh, plus 6.8 per hundred possessions, uh, point difference between them and Atlanta in transition. Atlanta was good, but Miami was, was really good, especially off steals and stuff like that. Uh, off ball live rebounds. They were good at, at pushing in the second half. I thought they looked, they looked snappy in the second half. They had an urgency and I, I'm actually, I'm going to look at, at what the, what the the outscoring by Miami was in the second half. So it was they won they won the the third and the fourth quarter sixty three to fifty one, right? So more of what you're used to by them. Obviously Atlanta had that thirty eight point you know first quarter, which again is is just unacceptable if you're Miami. You got to do more. They weren't felt, and I I tweeted today that you know a guy like PJ Tucker. You know, he's his physicality is is something that you miss so much because Atlanta in that first half was kind of able to get into whatever set they wanted. They weren't felt. And because Miami doesn't have so much size on the floor anymore, you know, we talked about earlier how, you know, because of, of how Atlanta was pushing the pace, Miami wasn't getting the right guys and they were able to manipulate switches a little better. There used to be no place to hide. Right, because PJ and Caleb and Jimmy and Kyle and Bam, they're all so physical and demanding, and even Depot in the playoffs for them. You know, those are so many plus defenders that are really, really physical with you. And they, I thought Atlanta was able to kind of not have the physical guys in actions. You know, Jimmy was doing a lot on offense at the time as well. So just, just a weird first half, a very unlike them first half. You know, uh, I was talking to Alf, you know, we were, we were texting and it's like, man, like they just, I know that like it looks bad, but man, this is this, I know we know that they're not great, but this is not who they are. You know what I mean? This is that, that was uncharacteristically bad defense by them. And that's, you know, that, that's really it. You know, Miami shot 43% at the rim today. Uh, not, not, I'm, excuse me, 63% from the rim today, which is not good. Atlanta shot 77%. Um, you know, 63 is, is a 36 percentile, you know, that, that you need that number up, right? You need to make sure that when you, you know, Miami is a team that doesn't, you know, they're not creating as many opportunities. And tonight they did, they have 43% of their offense came at the rim, which is, which is good, but you know, you're not finishing enough, right? And if you're getting to the rim, if you have a night where you're able to get to the basket, you need to make sure that you capitalize and you finish, um, you know, the three point shooting we know from Miami was, was fucking wonky as hell man especially in that first half they couldn't hit a damn thing so hopefully you know they can kind of bounce back against new orleans where we will 
have our full coverage. There was no pregame today because, you know, it was an early start. And some of us, not everybody has, you know, a government job. We don't all have the day off. But pregaming for sure on Wednesday. Tomorrow there will be a podcast uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And, uh, and I, you know, I'm just here filling you in a little bit, uh, a little quick 20-minute hitter uh, on the game, what happened, because I did think it was pretty interesting. And uh, I appreciate you guys for stopping through, hanging out with me. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow for the pod. And if you're only here for game day coverage, remember we have you pre-gaming 30 minutes before. So that leaves us at 7.30 Eastern times on Wednesday before the Pelicans game. And then, of course, at the buzzer hangover time, you got Alf, you got Brass, you got the whole crew. You know Siobhan's going to be on against the Pelicans. That's her uh, That's her second team. We're going to have fun. We have a couple We have, we have a couple fun stuff. You saw last time, uh, you know, we had Tony on. We, we're always uh, doing cool stuff over there. So if you don't check out hangover time, Make sure to check that out, and I'll see you guys tomorrow uh, for the pod. Maybe you're maybe not with guests. We'll see. So uh, peace out, everybody. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.